Here's my million dollar question. Look how many people are here. Is it here to, to celebrate the anniversary or is it the pizza? <laughs> God is good. Listen, I want to thank all the people that do so much to make CFFC happen. The band, the singers, can we give them a hand? The multimedia, sound, ushers, greeters, parking lot. Our security team, what a team. Children's ministry, teen ministry, cleaning. I know Karen, I just saw her walk by. Her team is doing such a beautiful job with the flowers this year. My goodness, just on and on. So I thank God for all of you guys, amen. And I'm telling you, I'm looking for the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's going to be over the top, over the top. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I watched it last night, and it's called Before the Wrath. Has anybody seen that? Oh, man, what a movie, because it explains the wedding feast of a Galilean to Jesus' return and why he has to come the same way as this wedding feast. Remember, he was Galilean, amen? He lived there, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful love story. Our king is coming, guys, and he's not coming just because everything is getting crazy out there. He's coming because we're getting, we're, we're longing for him like never before longing for our king's return. So it's awesome. Amen? It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I don't know. They were waving at you over here, Jean-Marie. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, let's do what we do best. You ready to get into the word today? All right. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into it today. Praise you, Father. Father, we thank you. For this day, and we thank you that we celebrate, yeah, we celebrate 29 years, yeah, we celebrate our nation's uh, Independence Day, Lord, but most we celebrate Jesus, and we do that every week, every week, because it's all about you, Lord. It's by your grace that we are saved through faith, that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So we never boast, Lord. We're thankful, very thankful for what you've done. But Lord, we don't boast. Our boasting is in the Lord. Our boasting is in the Lord. Soon, Lord, if it's one year, 10 years, 20, whatever it is, Lord, we're going to be in your presence. We're going to see the one whom we worship every week, the one that we love. We're going to see your face. And what a day it's going to be. What a day it's going to be. When I saw that bride in that little movie yesterday, so excited about her wedding day and her husband and the father saying, go get your bride. I think how I'm so excited as a bride to see my bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for this time that we have together. In Jesus' name, 
Would you turn to John chapter 8 and verse 36? I'm going to be using the New King James and the NLT if you are using a phone or something like that. So tomorrow, our nation is celebrating its 246-year anniversary. Amen? And I thank God. I know we got some politicians that want to say we're not a Christian nation or, or they want to say like that one uh, said in Congress, we don't need God in Congress anymore. Well, they should read their history book. I think it would do them real good. Amen? To just listen and see what these guys did. I went to Virginia. I saw where they put the cross in the ground. I saw the covenant that they made with Almighty God, that this nation would be a nation, one nation, under God. Amen. Tomorrow, we also celebrate our 29th anniversary as a church. And again, we thank God for all that he's doing. This day, we set to celebrate, is set to celebrate the freedom of our nation. Freedom is a precious gift, one to be celebrated by our nation and every person who is free in Christ. Can I get an amen? amen. And as you know, freedom isn't free. So I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge all those that have served or are serving in our nation's military. Would you please stand so we can give you guys a big hand today? Come on, we could do better than that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We also want to honor, and I'm going to pray in a moment, for those that have lost loved ones in the military. Amen. But I'd like to include today, if it's okay with you, to pray for our policemen and women. Three killed the other day. It's just, it's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So let's pray for them. Let's pray for those that have lost loved ones. Father, death is a horrible thing. And we know that death will be the last enemy put under your feet, Lord. Today, I think of the craziness of our nation to not protect those men and women in blue, Lord. We pray for our soldiers that are right here serving us day in and day out, serving those that are weaker, don't have strength by laws. We pray, Father, for those that are grieving today, that have just lost their husbands on the last few days, Lord. We pray for safety and protection over these families, and we pray for safety and protection over our policemen and women. We also pray for those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, Lord. We pray for their families today. And we pray, Father, for their safety, their goodness, your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. And like these heroes, Jesus, our hero, laid his life down in order to purchase our freedom from sin and death. Because of Jesus, we are free from sin, we are free from death, and we are free from the legalism of earning our righteousness by our performance. Thank God for that. Amen. 
Because of Jesus, we are free to walk as children of God in the power of God. Now, we all know this scripture, but let's read it together. John 8, 36. Ready? Reading it from the New King James. Therefore, all together. Ready? One, two, three. Therefore. Come on, guys. All together. One, two, three. Ready? Therefore, if the Son makes me free, we are free indeed. So today, what I'd like to talk about is the freedom that we have because of Jesus Christ. Because of all that Jesus did, no matter what's going on, we as Christians are the freest people on planet Earth. Amen. We should be the most joyful. We should have the most peace. We should have the most contentment because we know where we came from and we know where we're going. Amen. God knit us when we were inside our mother's womb. That's why we thank God for overturning an unjust law a couple weeks ago. Give him a hand. Amen. 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 Think of this. In Christ, we are free from earning our righteousness by law, and we are free to walk in the Spirit. I love this quote. It says, freedom is not the absence of something. It is the presence of someone. Isn't that good? It is not the absence of something. It is the presence of someone. Look at Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read this from the NLT. Galatians 5.1. I love this. Just the first line. Galatians 5.1. So Christ has truly set us free. Would you say that with me? For Christ has truly set us free. Pastor, I don't feel free. I feel like I'm in bondage. I feel like I, I got this addiction. I got this habit. Yeah, but if you are a Christian in Christ, you are free. Your spirit man is brand new in Christ. You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And as we let our spirit man take dominance in our life through the renewing of our mind, our flesh gets in order. Amen? Listen, the flesh is an evil thing, man. It wants its way from the moment that we're born. You think of it. That little kid gives mama no rest until it gets fed, until it gets changed. Right from our beginning, the flesh is saying, I am demanding food now. And boy, until we crucify the flesh or put it under control, it will always try to dominate us. But we Christians understand this. Our spirit man is brand new. Our spirit man is a new species of being that never existed before. And as we let the spirit man rise up, it kills the flesh. Two-thirds is a majority. Would you agree? Our majority is either going to be our spirit that's born again, our flesh that's still being dictated by the world, and our mind that's unrenewed, what happens then is our flesh will control our spirit. But if we let our spirit man and our mind take control, it will control the flesh. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So don't get into bondage. Our righteousness and our freedom that we have is all because of what Jesus Christ has done. Your spirit looks like him. 
Your spirit is connected with him. Your spirit is one with him once you are born again. Amen? Before that, the Bible says you are spiritually dead. We walked as dead men. But once you're born again, you are united with Christ. We are in him. Everybody agree? But the Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. How do we do it? By the renewing of our mind. I think it was F.F. Um, F. Bosworth that said, too many Christians are feeding their bodies three meals a day and their spirit one snack a week. Well, thank God you're not getting a snack here. You're getting a meal here. But we still got to feed our spirit during the week. Amen? So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again into the slavery of the law. Don't get tied up again into the do's and don'ts. Get tied up with Jesus Christ who gives us total freedom for whom the sun sets free. This freedom gives us the ability to love God and to love people Sincerely, Look at Galatians 5.13. And now again, the NLT. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisf satisfy your sinful flesh. Why? Well, you know, pastor, okay, that's great. But how do I get this flesh under? You'll never get the flesh under without the renewing of your mind. You try to do it on your own, and it's called willpower. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna eat that chocolate cake, and that chocolate cake is calling you. Come to me. Come to me, you angel of music. Come to me. It just keeps talking and talking and talking. And I'm using that on a natural example, but what I'm trying to say is until our minds can override our flesh, our flesh will control us, but it's a growing process. So don't condemn yourself. Don't put yourself down. Say, I'm growing, Lord. And when I mess up, I fess up and I move on. We'll look at that scripture in a moment. But watch what he says here. Uh, instead, use your freedom to do what? Serve one another in love. Woo! For the whole law, say this with me, come on. For the whole law can be summed up in one command. One. Everybody say one. Not 680 whatever. One command. Here it is. Say it real loud. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Just love people. Just love people. Yeah. Some of you are going, I'd rather keep the, the law, you know, every part of it, you know. I'd rather do the 10 this and the 10 that. You don't know my neighbor. You don't know that person. Well, here's what it says. Love your neighbor as yourself. We don't just have freedom from sin, death, legalism. We also have freedom to live as Christ lived, as beloved, empowered children of God because our, we have access to God today through the Holy Spirit. Go over to 2 Corinthians 3.17. Read this from the NL, uh, from the King James, New King James. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Everybody say that the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is there is freedom 
liberty, but it's where the Spirit of the Lord is. So we have to get into the Spirit of the Lord. Well, how do I do that? He dwells in us. He's always there. He promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So the Spirit of the Lord is with us. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the law is, we have liberty. We just saw in Galatians 5, 13 and 14 that our freedom is not to indulge the flesh, but to love God and love people, right? It said it just like this. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. This freedom that we have as born-again Christians gives us such liberty to enjoy all that God has called us to be. Go over to Romans 8.1. To me, the 8th chapter of Romans is a masterpiece. When people think that a man could have written this, a man couldn't have written this, he wrote it through the inspiration of God. But Paul starts off with verse 1, and he says this, Romans 8.1. There is therefore now, everybody say now, circle it, underline it, make sure it jumps out at you every time you read it. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can I ask this morning, how many here are in Christ Jesus? Just raise your hand. There's no condemnation to you. There is no verdict of guilt. There is no guilty, guilty, guilty. Your verdict by Almighty God is not guilty. All because of what Jesus Christ has done. Well, what about me? All we had is one thing to do. Believe. That's how simple. Hell should be empty, not full and overflowing. If people would just see, get away from religion and see, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen to the next verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn us. We were already condemned. Adam did a good job on that. God did not send his son into the world to condemn us. But through him, we might be free. Heaven is wide open for anyone that would believe. If you're here today and you say, yeah, but I committed so many sins. So what? Judas would have been forgiven. If he would have repented, if he would have asked Jesus to forgive him, just like Peter did. Peter denied the Lord over and over. But yet he didn't hang himself. Amen? Keep going. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law, here we are with that word again, but it's a little different now. Watch. The law of the Spirit of Zoe, Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Read the next four words with me. Has made who free? Me. Church family, brothers and sisters that I'm going to be spending eternity with, the one thing we have to learn from the Word of God is that it's personal. It's for you and it's for me. It's not just for the high and mighty. It's not just for them. Just the last few days, I've, I've been reading in John, and you read about the woman at the well, married five times, living with a guy. But Jesus said, I have to go through Samaria. Why did he have to go through Samaria? 
to meet her. And what did she become? The first evangelist. I think of the woman who was caught in adultery, threw her on the ground. It's amazing they didn't throw the guy on the ground. But here she is, practically, I guarantee, half naked. And they said, hey, the law says to stone her. What do you say? He is without sin. Throw that first rock. I just read about the woman that, that came to Jesus. And Jesus was having dinner at a Pharisee's house. And she's weeping. And she's pouring fragrance, perfume over his head. She's kissing his feet. That's worship, right? Worship means to kiss. But she got down to the lowest level, kissing his feet. And the Pharisee is like, if he would have known what kind of woman this was, he would have never let her touch him. And how did Jesus react to that? Jesus perceived what he thought. And he says, you know, I come to your house. You don't anoint my head. You don't wash my feet. But here's this one who has many sins. But even though her sins are great, they're forgiven. Well, that freaked them all out, right? Who is this that can forgive sins? Jesus! Who is this that can forgive our sins? Jesus! Who is this that can forgive our sins? Amen. And he's the only one. It's by his blood that we are set free. It's by his blood that we have been made righteous. It's by his blood that we have eternal life. It's by his blood that he's going to come back and get us out of here. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness, they didn't say he had sinful flesh, the likeness, human being, of sinful flesh, on the account of sin, he condemned sin in his flesh, that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Do you think every person he's writing here in the book of Romans are holy people? Or living, well, they are holy people because we're holy in him, right? But do you think they're doing everything right? No, right? But what does it say here? Look what it says. The requirement, the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, what we're talking about before. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally or flesh-minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now watch. If he stopped right there, we'd say, bummer. Right? I can't please God. Bummer. But watch this. Would you read the next two, four, seven words with me? Ready? But you. Say me. Ready? But me are not in the flesh. See how God sees us? Doesn't see us in the flesh. How does he see us? With our born-again spirit. Doesn't see us making mistakes with our eyes and our ears. He sees us bought 
by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Can I get an amen? But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, what we just taught on the Holy Spirit, does he dwell in us? That was the gift. That's the engagement ring, right? That Jesus Christ said, I'm going to give you this parakletos, and he's going to stay with you until I take you home. Amen? Watch. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ in you is in you, this body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him, this is an important verse here, guys. But if the Spirit of him, notice capital S, capital H, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you doesn't say might dwell in you, says he does dwell in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal. Mortal means death ruled body. If the Lord doesn't return in our lifetime, we have to die. Stinks, right? But it's it's part of it, guys. But here it says, This spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in us. Say this with me. God's spirit, the precious Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus did all the work so that we today can live a life of total freedom, a life that gives us right standing with God. You ever think about that? I have right standing with the United States of America. I am an American citizen, and I abide by the laws of our land, right? If I go to another country, and I don't know their laws, and I violate their laws, they're going to throw me in jail. Come on, talk to me, guys. But watch what it says here in 1 Corinthians 1.30. 1 Corinthians 1.30. You guys good today? Oh, man. But of him... You are in Christ Jesus. That's one of those great in him scriptures, right? Who became for us wisdom from God. Quit saying I'm a dummy. Quit saying I'm stupid. Quit saying I just don't know what to do. Start saying, Lord, your wisdom is in me. I love how James puts it. Remember, James lived with Jesus, right? He said, if anyone lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. We got to ask in faith. I love how Paul said in, in uh, Ephesians 1, he said, Lord, give unto us a spirit of wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of Christ, in the knowledge of him. But here he says, Jesus was made unto us Wisdom from God. Come on, say the next word. Righteousness. Righteousness in its simplest form. Here it is. To be right with God. And here's what religion puts down our throat. You can never be right with God. You're, 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 you're a mistake. You're, you're this. You better do this and you better do that and, and do that and do this and do that. Nope. One thing I had to do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have been made in perfect righteousness with God. You don't understand that. I highly encourage you to read the book of Romans. Get an understanding of what righteousness is. Because right gives us right standing 
with Almighty God. Amen? And the only way you can have that is right here. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. Oh, you need to get sanctified. Well, why does the scripture say, of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Here's the way the NLT says it. It's so good. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. I totally agree with that, Pastor. When we get to heaven, we'll have all that. No, you have it now. And any other thought is work-based. And Paul, read the book of Galatians because Paul jumps over people that are trying to get work-based. I think of that committee. You remember when, when Peter went into Cornelius' house and, and they got saved and they got filled with the Holy Spirit and then he went back to Jerusalem and they started yelling at Peter, how dare you go into a Gentile's house? And he explained how the Spirit came down. He didn't have to do anything and the Spirit of God. And then they said, well, God has brought salvation to the Gentiles. Think about that. At that point, the only people that were saved were Jewish people. Today, I would say almost 95% of people that are saved are us Gentiles. Think about that. It flipped totally around. And then they came together, they had that big committee, and they said, well, what should we tell the Gentiles? Should we tell them to be circumcised? Should we tell them to obey the law? They said, no, no. Stay away from, from sex outside of marriage and a couple other little things, don't eat food with blood, and that was it. They could have wrote, like today, can you imagine that question today? They would have wrote a, an encyclopedia that thick. It's one of the sure, it's like one little paragraph there. God has set us free. Now he said, don't use that freedom as a liberty towards sin. Get your flesh under. But I'm going to be honest with you. There is no way you can get your flesh under without the word of God. A scripture when I was a young guy, just got saved, 18 years old, all the way until I got married, was that scripture in Psalm 119, I think it's verse 8 or 9. How shall a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed according to my word. Oh, and there's many nights, Lord. Bring me a wife, will you, Lord? 2 Corinthians 5.21, just a couple more scriptures, we're just about done. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him, who's the him? Jesus, who knew no sin. Say that, Jesus knew no sin. To be sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in him. Oh, thank you, Lord. The NLT says it like this. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Let that soak in today. Get an understanding of that, that it's not about all your work and effort. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. My mom and dad were born in Gazerta, Italy. My brother, Augie, was born over there with them. My dad came to America. About a few years later, my mom came to America. 
Mom and dad got together, and look what came out of it. But what I'm trying to bring out is I was born in this country. My dad was an American citizen at that time. Therefore, I didn't even have to fill out one application. Righteousness or right standing with the United States of America was given to me. You have right standing with heaven, the true kingdom of God. So today, as we celebrate our nation's Independence Day, as we celebrate all that the Lord has done at CFFC in these 29 years, we most importantly celebrate Jesus. For he said in, John, in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, last scripture, I want you to see it. Luke 10, 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, casting out devils, seeing people healed, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Think about that right now. Go ahead. Give them a big hand. Go ahead. Right now, there's a book up in heaven, and I believe it's a red-letter edition, the blood of Jesus, amen? And my name is in there. Would you say the same thing with me? My name is in there, in that book, not because of what I've done or what I've earned or how good I am or my calling in life or any of that, all because of Jesus Christ. So church family... Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen? Let's pray. Praise you, Lord. Father, I do thank you for this time that we could celebrate, shout, enjoy, love, on and on. But most important, I pray as a pastor that I always lift up Jesus Christ. Because who are we without him? You saved me from a miserable life, Lord. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. This morning as we wrap up this service, I ask the altar workers to get ready. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and today you would like to make that decision. Now again, Quit looking at your work, uh, works and quit looking at your life. Look at Jesus Christ right now. He is perfect. He wants you to have it. He is spotless. He wants you to have it. Well, that's good, Pastor, but I don't deserve it. You're right. You don't. You spoke the truth today. It's a free gift that he wants to give you. How do you do it? I've said it at least three or four times today. By believing in him. So if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus into your heart, then would you pray this very simple prayer with me and those that are watching online also say this with me. Dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you that I am washed 
by the blood of Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around, just for a moment, Christians praying, please. If you're making that decision today, I want to say rah-rah for you. What a day to do it on. Hallelujah. What I'd like to do is just give you a little gift today, a little package to just help you in your walk. In that package is a little card, but since the bookstore is closed today, if you take that card at our next service Wednesday night to our bookstore, we'll give you a free New Testament. It's our gift to you. But if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus into your heart, you're doing it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You like to rededicate your life. Or you're just not sure, but you would still like this package before you leave. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker. Would you slip your hand up high? Let them see it. Don't be afraid. Let them see it. And they'll bring that package right over to you. Look all around, altar workers. There's all spots all over. Look all around. If that's you, just raise your hand. One over there. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. That you just raise your hand. Let them see it. We're not here to embarrass you. We're here to bless you. Amen. We're here to bless you. All right. God is good. And all the time. I want to bless you before you leave. I want to pray over the pizza also. John, is there some instruction on the pizza? Do they have to get their children first? What's the... What, what is it, Ashley? Get the children, then come back down. And where are they getting to? Come up here, Miss Ashley. Are you looking for somebody? Did you lose? You didn't lose a kid, right? <laughs> Hi, guys. This is nice, huh? Stand over here. Oh, I'm more official this time. Um, all right, so we are going to get the kids inside. They are downstairs. They are tired, and that's great. We just had a great time up in the gym. We had some inflatables. So, yes, they're down in their classrooms. Please pick them up, and then come on out and enjoy some pizza and fellowship. Isn't she precious? Uh, we love Miss Ashley. How's VBS going, Miss Ashley? VBS. Okay, guys, this is the opportunity your kids have been waiting for. July 25th, you do not want to miss it. We have so many fun things going on. So if you have not registered your kids, please do that now. We have a virtual reality roller coaster. I've been told I keep calling them goggles, but they said, no, that's a headset. Headset where we actually are on a roller coaster, so that's super fun. We have a tornado simulator. Each day we're going to have a powerful Bible lesson. We are having a marshmallow war, a grand finale, and we are taking over this place with praise and worship. So these kids are going to be fed the word of God all week long, but they're going to be having a blast. So we really encourage you, if you have any children or know of any children three years old through going into seventh grade, bring them on out the 25th through the 28th, 9th to 12. I could be a commercial. Right. I could do this. Did you see her push me out of the way? My goodness, actually. So listen, the pizza's over there, and I think to keep some sort of order, go this way so it's all one direction. Yeah, so even those that are over here, if you can just kind of scoop around. Let's pray over the food. Anybody that cuts in line, we're going to show you Christian love today. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this day. Thank you for the beautiful weather. It is beautiful today. Thank you again 
We thank you for the pizza. We thank you for our brother donating all this pizza. Mike, thank you, sir. Hallelujah. That way. Come here, Miss, Miss uh, Denise, get over here. I can't even hear you. Yeah, I forgot your name, 29 years. I'm in the middle of a prayer, and look what you're making me do here. Okay, everybody, we're going to do this in a decent and order fashion so everybody can have pizza. So if you would just come up and come this way. Okay, that's it, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Tom. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Pastor Tom. <laughs> Father, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalm 2, you say you laugh, you've given us laughter. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your protection. We pray over the food. You said that you would bless our bread and our water. You would take sickness away from the midst of us. We receive that blessing. Thank you for each and every person that came today and for a great time of fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great fourth tomorrow.